this is Top Quality Faith Ministries podcast, a multicultural global church mandated by God the Father to love and to serve as an instrument of the body of Christ. This is the house where God builds top quality faith in his people. Wherever you are listening from, we pray that you are blessed by today's message. This call is being recorded. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining Bible study. This is Takiyah. If anybody can recognize my voice. <laughs> um, Paul, could you uh, go ahead and pray as in? And is everybody able to hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if Paul maybe stepped away for a moment. He was here a moment ago. I'm sorry. There you go. Would you be able to pray us in, Paul? Sure. Father God, we come humble before you tonight that you give us guidance, give us directions, you strengthen us, you anoint our hearts. We thank you for this day. We thank you for this week. We thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. We pray that you have your way in our Bible study tonight. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Praise God. So, um, Pastor literally <laughs> called me at 6 p.m. tonight, and I'm in the gym, and saying, oh, Takiya, I, I forgot that today is Friday. I'm out of town. Could you share the message? And I was like, uh, what? And uh, she said, you can do it. And I said, well, okay, here we go. Um, and God is faithful as always. And so I thank him, really, because um, he definitely allowed me to receive what he has for everybody here tonight. And uh, it's a blessing. And so I'll be giving the message uh, while pastor is out of town uh, working. And the Lord's definitely been wanting me to just uh, practice in the sense of just like trusting him and all of us really to trust him. So. Here we go. So tonight's topic is about rest. Um, that is what the Lord wants for us as his body. That's what he wants for us, for everybody who showed up tonight. He wants us to rest. Um, and literally, that's what my day has all been about today. And so I just thank the Lord for uh, moving, moving and bringing forth his rest, as well as his understanding for us to be able to rest as well because I recognize that that is important and necessary for rest to come. Um, so the Lord said, um, he said he wants, so he said, I want my people to abide in my rest. Um, he wants for all of us to come into his rest. So we're going to look at the scripture first. Um, and today's message, um, the Lord told me it's not going to be a long message. We'll see how it goes, but it's not going to be a long one. So we're going to look at the scripture. So Precious, I don't know if you're available, but would you be able to read John 
chapter five um, in the NIV version? Sure. Um, which verse do you want me to start at? Just verse one or? Yes, verse one. Mm -hmm. So John chapter five, can, verse one. Yeah, and if you can re read it slowly and then uh, stop at verse six. Okay. <clears throat> Some time later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem, near the Sheep Gate, a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethsaida, and which is surrounded by five cover colonnades. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, and the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. And uh, go through first six. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, Do you want to get well? And so the Lord stopped me when he brought me to John 5, um, considering today's topic is about rest. And uh, when, he, when, he, when I got to verse 6, they're reading verse 6. The Lord said, I am always inviting my people into wellness. I am always inviting my people into wellness in me. I am always inviting my people into wholeness in me. And um, he said, I want them well. I don't want them beaten down, <laughs> broken, and in distress. He said, I want them whole and well through me. And so when we look at the scripture, we're looking here at a, a healing pool, right? And uh, at that time, it was a healing pool. And, you know, people, as it says in the scripture, would come here, they would look and wait for the time to come for them to get their healing. You know, they had many different issues um, that they were contending with. Um, blind, lame, paralyzed, a lot of different issues in their body. And we see Jesus come um, as Lord, as Savior, and he asked the guy, do you want to get well? And that's what the Lord is saying to us. Like, do we want his wellness? Do we? And it's an invitation. So when he said to this guy, do you want to get well? It was an actual invitation into wellness. It was an invitation that the Lord was granting him, considering his circumstances, right? He knew how long the guy has been there. He knew what the guy has been contending with, and he invited him into wellness. And the Lord is always inviting us into his rest. And even as we come into this place, as we accept the invitation, the Lord is the one who's going to lead us into it. And so he's calling us into a place of rest in him. And um, it is glorious. <laughs> it is glorious. Um, but I do recognize and I do even acknowledge the challenge that we all face in entering into it. But yet, Jesus is Lord. Um, <clears throat> so let's see here. Let's go ahead. Um, anyone have any questions or anything to add before we look at this? Any thoughts or anything to say? I didn't have a question. I just wanted to say, I want to be well. Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. 
Praise God. Um, so let's read verse 7, Precious. Can you hear me? Okay. Just verse no, 7? Can't. Yes, just verse okay. 7. Okay. Um, sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Um, can you read that one more time for us, please? And uh, just sure. a little slower. Okay. Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. And the Lord told me to ask you guys, what do you see in this, in this verse, verse 7? What do you see? If you can take a moment to consider that and then share whatever stands out to you. I have what the Lord wants me to share, but he wants me to ask you guys first, what do you see? Can you repeat that question again, Tiki? I'm sorry. It's a little low it, for me. Oh, can you guys hear me now? Are you guys able to hear me? Is it okay, or should I uh, do something different? We hear you. Okay. So the Lord told me to ask you all, what do you see in verse 7? As Precious read verse 7, what do you see? What stands out to you? Can you hear me? Now we can. Okay. 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 Um, I was just wondering that when he was saying that, that somebody gets ahead of him. Well, and I know, I guess, I don't know if he knew how often they would stir it, but like if he wasn't, um, if he, if he would have been just gotten closer so that way he could just roll over or try to do something to get in that water before somebody else. Were, were you asking a question, Josie? Oh, you no, just I'm just saying that's what I see. That to me, observing. it seemed like he wasn't like he wasn't um, doing everything he could so that he could get there before the other person got there. Okay, I hear you. What about everybody else? What else do you all see? Um, for me, just looking at verse seven. I mean, a simple. I mean, I think all of us probably see this. It's just the fact that he's waiting for somebody else to help him, you know. And I just think for my own self how oftentimes we're always waiting for somebody else to do this or waiting for permission to do that when it's like sometimes you could, like how Josie's saying, like couldn't he have rolled, couldn't he have, you know, done this? It's like, did he try? Do we know if he's tried? You know, why are you waiting for somebody else? You know, what efforts are you putting in to get yourself to the pool to get the healing you need? So that's what sticks out for me. Can I share, Samanda? Yes. Mm -hmm. Everybody can I share. see great disappointment. So that's what I see. I see somebody who's been here for, what, 43 years or whatnot, who has, and he's invalid. So he also, like, probably doesn't have the body functions that maybe some of these other people do. And I see someone who is desiring for change and is hoping um, each time this water is stirred by an angel to receive 
healing and restoration and being disappointed each time and hope getting smaller and smaller each time to where um, at one point, you know, I, I just see him kind of giving up and not even going for it or, or trying, but not even giving his full effort because like, what's the point? Mm. Praise God. Well, and that Gina, how was that? That he he never answered the question. The question was, do you want to be made well? He didn't answer the question. He gave a, a statement of his condition. Good observation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we also have to remember how he got there. His friends brought him in there, so his friends was probably carrying him around everywhere he went. And he was waiting on somebody else to carry him to the water. Okay. And so if we look at the scripture, what the Lord was saying um, for us tonight, Everyone had great observations, um, and I think it's all something we can pull out, right, that stands out to us. And what the Lord was saying to me when I looked at this, he said, um, see how the men felt, right? The men felt discouraged. when the, So he said, see how the men felt discouraged? That's how the Lord wanted us to see. Like this guy was feeling discouraged. He was like, dang, every time I try <laughs> to do something to help myself, Somebody else gets in front of me. So imagine, you know, you trying to take a step, and every time you take a step, there's some, there's a block happening. Imagine you're trying to build something, and every time you build something, something is coming in the way and getting in the way. And imagine you're trying to go forward, and you're trying your best, and you're just fighting as best as you can in your own strength to do something. And no matter what you do, Something always comes in to stop in a block what you're trying to progress in and what you're trying to progress forward to. How do you feel when that's happening? I'm sure we've all had that experience in our life, right, where we're trying to build, we're trying to create, we're trying to even follow the Lord, hear the Lord, do something. We're just trying to progress, and something comes in and blocks us. Something comes in and and it stops us. Something comes in and it creates I'm sorry, and it creates a hindrance of some sort, whether it's a mental hindrance, a physical hindrance. Um, it's just an extra weight that's getting in the way. When that happens, the Lord is saying we all feel discouraged. This man felt discouraged in his own pursuit of wellness, in his own pursuit of rest. And he was ultimately seeking rest from his, his um, state, whatever his issue was. He was seeking rest from his turmoil, and in him seeking rest from his turmoil, he felt like he was always getting blocked, and in his constant pursuit, it doesn't say how many times, but however many times it was, it was enough for him to feel discouraged. And then the Lord said, when the enemy comes to attack my people, they get discouraged. So this is us. In our flight, when we're trying to come to the Lord, we're trying to get into rest. We have tried to do everything that, you know, we've been taught to do. We've, we've uh, prayed, we've, we've sung, we worship, we, we've done everything that we just know to do off our own 
understanding of what we've learned in times past from reading scripture, and yet we always feel in certain instances that we may not be able to enter into that rest. And in that point, we get discouraged. And then as the Lord was sharing that with me, I said, um, and I said to the Lord, like, Lord, yeah, if that's not the truth, right? Because <laughs> I'm sure we can all relate. Like, we've, we've felt discouraged at some point in our journey thus far. And I was like, yeah, Lord, that's the truth. I know I have personally. Um, and then the Lord said, um, but I am Lord. And he said, and this is what I want my people to recognize. I am reigning over them. And the Lord is reigning and was reigning over this guy's circumstance. So despite how long he's been there, despite what troubles he has had, despite um, how he has tried in his own strength to get rest and couldn't get into it, Jesus was still reigning over his circumstance, and he was still supreme and Lord over his trial, and he was still the way, the life, and the truth over everything that this guy was enduring. And the Lord is saying that to us. He said, um, then I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, so like you're reigning, like the reigning part, like what do you mean you're reigning, right? And then he said, look at the man. He said, look at the man. Did, it, did anything stop him from getting his healing? Let's consider that. Did Can I interject stop- something? Uh, yes, go ahead, Hazel. God bless everyone. Um, this is very interesting, and I'll tell you why later. Um, I think the heart of this message is in verse 5. And it says, you know, now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had been in that that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? He was trying to locate his faith, first of all. He was trying to locate his faith. Jesus knew the man had been abandoned. He had been abandoned by his family, by everyone. And and it said, you know, the Holy Spirit, he puts things in for a reason. It says, now I'm reading out the uh, New King James Version. So 7 says, the sick man answered. And then he began to explain. But Jesus had already knew his condition and knew that he had been in that condition a long time, just like some of us. Some of us have been in our condition a long time. Some have been in unforgiveness. Some have been in low self-esteem. Some have been in fear. Some have been with anxiety. Some have been in uh, just all kinds of conditions. A long time. So Jesus knew that. And he had already had his will set to heal this man. Because it was on the it was on the Sabbath. And of course he knew the leaders were gonna come against him. But the man is actually more important than the Sabbath. 
succeed. And that's what he wanted to prove. But what really stood out is that Jesus had already singled this man out because he knew he had been abandoned. And and even God, some of God's people have been abandoned in their condition. They may feel like they can't talk to someone. They have been dealing with this a long, long time. But see, Jesus has a time. He he makes everything beautiful in his time. And I believe even Isaiah 60, I believe it's verse 22, you know, when the right time comes, I will make it happen. That's one of uh, a version that says that scripture, that he's going to move at the right time. And only God knows the right time. We may want him to move right now. Most of the time we want him to move six months ago. But he has, he's the author of time. And he steps, he's outside of time. He's transcendent of time. But when he steps into it, it's with purpose and it's intentional and it's going to accomplish that what he wants. So he was doing more than one thing. He was bringing healing to the man. He was trying to locate the man's faith. He knew the man was sick. He knew the man was abandoned. He knew the, uh, uh, it was the Sabbath. He wasn't even supposed to be doing that. He knew the leaders were going to come against him. But that man had been rejected, and he'd been abandoned, and he'd been sick a long time. And then Jesus stepped into his time. It was his time for healing. It was his time for him to be set free because, see, God releases the word, and it's going to accomplish it's going to accomplish, it's going to prosper where he sends it, and it's going to accomplish that which pleases him. So I just kind of wanted to interject that Jesus looks at our condition. The Holy Spirit knows our condition. He knows what we've been dealing with and struggling with a long time. He knows more than, than the prophets, more than our spiritual leaders. He knows the inside of the heart. He knows, you know, the Bible says that there's nothing that is hidden from him, that all things lie bare and naked before him. And when the time is right, Jesus goes step in, and he's going to set his, his people free. I just wanted to share that. God bless you. Amen. Amen. You know, that, that, adds, that adds the layer of understanding what, he, what the Lord is saying in terms of him being Lord. <laughs> So praise God, because, yeah, he, he knew every single thing about the person's life, about the timing, about where everybody was, what happened with the guy, how long he's been there. And God knows that about us. And sometimes it's easy for us to feel like, Lord, do you not see what's going on? Do you not care what's, what's happening in my life? Where are you? You know, but the Lord is reigning over us. He is supreme over us. He knows exactly where we are. And that's what he wants us to look at here with this guy's circumstance and then look at in our circumstance. Um, did anybody else want to say or ask anything before we um, continue?
So when we look at this scripture in verse 7, the Lord was highlighting that even in the guy's response, let me let me go back to my notes and follow the order that we gave me. So the Lord was asking, uh, he said, look at the man, did anything stop him from getting his healing, right? And nothing stopped him from getting his healing. And the Lord was saying it is because he is Lord. He, he's just very aware of everything. He knows his plan. He knows how he's going to accomplish everything. He knows what he wants to do. And he shall do it. And he said, nothing can stop us from getting the things that he has for us as well. And it is because, he says, it is because I am Lord over you, and I am ruling and reigning, and I am the Almighty. And let's just consider that in our circumstance. We, the Lord is ruling over every bit of our life, full power, full authority. And oftentimes what makes it feel like God is not is that waiting period. It's that period where this guy was here dealing with his circumstance for however long he was, as it says in the scripture, I think 38 years. Um, it's that period where we feel discouraged that makes us doubt God. And if he will come through, if he knows, you know, does he see me? Does he care? You know, those questions that pop up in our mind. But yet and still, he does, and he's ruling, and he's reigning. And so um, let's see what the Lord is saying here. So when we look at this, the Lord is saying, he says, see what I'm saying to you. I am teaching you that you can rest in me, knowing that I have you. I have you in your lows. I have you in your highs. I have you when you are up. I have you when you are down. I have you. And then I asked the Lord, I said, what do you want your people? The Lord told me to ask him this. Uh, Lord, what do you want your people to take away from this message? And he says, I want them to know that resting in me is about letting go and knowing that I have their life. Look at the man. He couldn't even stop himself from getting the healing. So, Precious, if you can read verse 7 again. Yes. Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, Someone else goes down ahead of me. And so did he say, I want to be healed? <laughs> did he give did he give the best answer of faith? <laughs> he did it, right? He didn't give the best answer of faith. He didn't say, Yes, I believe. He didn't say, Oh, it is possible. He didn't say anything. He gave his little bit of I've tried, but this is where I am at. Or I've tried. You know, but this is what's been happening to me. Or, Lord, I keep trying, but yet I feel like I keep getting pushed back. You know how we can all say that? Lord, I've, I feel like I have been trying to trust you, Lord. I feel like I have been trying to do the things you tell me to do. But yet this is what's happening. We say that to the Lord in whatever circumstance we're in. Lord, I feel like I have been trying to praise you and, you know, pray and get up in the morning and do these things and seek you. But yet I'm still in the same place. That's what it sounds like in our lives. 
But even in that, the Lord is still Lord over us. And the things that he wants for our lives will come forward. And the Lord is saying to us, he says, I have you fully. And he says, I am Lord and Savior. So if you can read verse 8 for me, precious. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. Amen. So the Lord wanted me to talk to you guys. Did anybody have any questions or anything to add before I move forward? Okay. Alana, I have one Arthur. question. Go ahead, Amanda. Um, I praise God and totally receive what is being said. I don't want to negate that at all. I think my question so that I can make sure I combat my mind <laughs> in uh, the weekday is I think sometimes while I know God is Lord and will take care of everything, um, I feel like I may be delaying things. And so I understand, I think in, in this passage, this man's been trying, but like Jesus happened to show up at a certain time and that's the time he showed up. And even if it was a certain number of years, like the Lord was um, over all of that. And I guess what I'm wondering is the difference, understanding and recognizing the difference between resting and waiting on the Lord and his timing and trusting he is in complete control versus um, if I'm doing something that might be delaying what he's called forth. What do you mean by delaying, though? Well, is it 24 years because of a lack of faith, or is it 24 years because that's what God called to? It's it's kind of that pre, you know, get get into those determin determinism versus free will kind of conversation. That I don't want to go down that route, but I think we've been hearing a lot of messages about Lord, what am I doing that that you have. Uh, against me or that is hindering me from moving forward and so I think just knowing the difference between that and doing my part in making sure that those hindrances are removed and also just resting and trusting in his timing and being okay with where I'm at and even if everything's not you know in its rightful place yet believing that it will be Um, okay, so I believe the Lord is telling me, well, I just heard the Lord tell me that what I'm going to share, uh, which is my testimony, I believe it may help you um, in the sense of asking your question, uh, because it is, it is, there isn't a one answer to your question, because it is a pursuit of the Lord, and it, he has many things that he's doing in our lives, but um, I want to be able to share the testimony that from my day to day that the Lord want to share, and then I think it may help you. And if it doesn't, we can come back to your question. Is that okay? Of course. And I, I agree. I don't think there's a, a one set answer and it might be doing both at the same time. And you know, <laughs> he's in control while we're doing our part. So, um, you know, I think there's, there's two sides to the coin, but I would love to hear your testimony. Okay. Um, so, 
the Lord wanted me to just to talk about my day today because this is literally been, this whole passage has been my day today in a sense of coming into his rest. And I pretty much my day was full of frustration because I was not in a place of rest. Um, and I was in a place where I'm trying to get in rest and I'm just like, Lord, I'm tired of being uh, attacked by the enemy. I'm tired of being in this place where I have been for years as this guy has as we're talking about here in the scripture, I feel like, Lord, I've been here forever. <laughs> and, um, and, um, and in that place, I've been, you know, trying to do the things that I thought the Lord wanted me to do. Pray, worship, you know, read the word, um, do this, do that, speak, you know, do these different things that we've been taught, like literally trying to come into a place of rest. And I'm just, it was like today, I was like, okay, Lord, what the heck? <laughs> like, what is going on here? And um, I just said that to the Lord. I just said, okay, Lord, this is just, this is just crazy. I don't even know what to do anymore. I'm just, I, I don't know. And I'm just talking to the Lord, like, Lord, what the heck is going on? What, what is going on here? And then as, as I came to the Lord, saying, Lord, what the heck is going on here? I mean, for real, like, what are you doing in my life? And in that place, the Lord started speaking to me. And the Lord started bringing forth understanding and bringing me into a place of rest. And I was so shocked and surprised that I was slowly walking into rest um, but it was happening. And even as I was putting this message together and I was asking the Lord, like, okay, you wanted me to talk about this testimony, Lord, but what are you highlighting? And the Lord was highlighting to me my honesty to him. In my approach to him, I was honest in my feelings, in my heart about how I felt. I didn't give a standard Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before your throne, and I'm asking you for understanding. I'm asking you for wisdom. I didn't give that. I gave him me. You know, I gave him my true self, my true heart, whatever that looked like. That was just me saying, Lord, what the heck is going on here? Like, really, what are you doing? Why is this still here? Why am I still in this place? What do you want from me? And I'm just talking in no perfect way, but totally perfect according to what the Lord wants. And the Lord was saying, daughter, you are honest. And I need my people to be honest with me about how they feel, about where they are, about what they're going through. I don't, it's like he's not wanting us to come to him in a perfect prayer, in a perfect this, in a perfect way of talking. He wants us fully for who we are, as we are, in our current state, open heart before him, Whatever it is, if you have frustration, he wants you to give it to him and express it to him. If you have issues in your heart, you know, you have issues against God because we do. I know I've had that. Even in my walk right now in these past few years, I've had issues against the Lord because I felt like the Lord was like, you know, not doing what I thought he should be doing. And I had to tell him that. And I had to be real with him in my heart, being honest, talking how I really talk, not trying to be perfect and proper, but talking how I really talk to him or how I really talk, period. And the Lord opened up to me so much understanding that brought me into rest. 
And that's what the Lord is calling us to do. And he says, my people need to talk honestly with me in order to come into rest. In their honesty, I will show them the way through. I called you into rest because you came to me honestly. And if we can pause for a moment and think about that, think about our approach to the Lord. Do we come to him in a perfect prayer, you know, using words that really are probably not our natural way of speaking, or do we come to him in natural language? The Lord is wanting for us to come to him naturally for who we are and as he has created us to be. That honesty to the Lord is is your faith. That's where your faith is. That's where the mustard seed exists. Because we come to him when we're talking proper, we are not believing that God is going to answer us if we just talk regular. So we have unbelief even in our approach when we're talking, you know, how we think a perfect prayer should sound. That's not faith, right? That's not a way of faith when you're having an intimate relationship, an intimate conversation with the Lord. But faith is, Lord, you accept me for who I am, as I am, where I am, what I have walked through, where, where I have been because you are Lord and you were Savior, so let me just be real with you. And as I did that, the Lord started teaching me. He was like, daughter, and then you and the Lord, I never heard the Lord really talk. No, I can't even say that. I was going to say I never have, but maybe once or twice. But even as I was talking to the Lord and being honest with him, and I was saying, Lord, okay, so what do you want from me? (laughs) Because this is absolutely insane. What do you want from me? Like, what are you doing? What's going on? And he was saying, he said, daughter, I'm teaching you to come into my rest. I'm teaching you to rest. And he says, I'm calling you into a place. He says, I'm, no, he says, I'm teaching you to fight with rest and not with stress. <laughs> and then when he said that, I started cracking up laughing because that's how I talk. I use those kind of words or little analogies, right? But um, he said, I'm teaching you to fight with rest and not with stress. And as he said that, he he was also moving me into rest. So my heart was coming to a place of rest as he was also speaking rest to me. And I was having understanding, saying, okay, Lord. So then I was just learning more, like, well, what is this rest about? Like, what do you mean? And then he started teaching me, daughter, well, I'm Lord, right? He says, no, he says, I'm Savior, right? And he said, if someone, if, if you were stranded, and someone comes to save you, and that person gets to you, and they get, grab a hold of you, and you know that they are your savior, do you still freak out as if you're not saved or if you're still stranded? Do you still, do you still run scared, or do you start to rest in the fact that you have a savior who just came to rescue you? And I was like, okay, Lord, I'm understanding more. Yeah, I was like, yeah, if somebody comes to rescue me, if I'm stranded in the ocean, somebody comes to pick me up, I'm resting. I'm, I'm like, I'm calming down, you know, because I have someone who has come to save me. And that's what the Lord started teaching me. And so as he was just explaining himself to me, I was able to understand and enter into his rest. Now, what the Lord wants us to take away from that is the fact of coming to him honestly really exposing your true heart to the Lord. He wants your true heart, good, bad, and ugly. He wants your true heart in that place. You will find the answers. You will find the instructions. And the Lord, as the Lord said, you will find your way through. 
So even for you, Amanda, as you come to him in that place, speaking honestly about whatever circumstance is troubling you or just agitating you or you feel like you may be missing it, and you can just talk to him real however you talk, in that place, he will pour into you the understanding and respond because that is what is called walking in the light. And that is you walking honestly with him. And that's what he wants from us. He wants that intimate place in our heart where we are just showing up as we are. You know, I'd like to share this. I think this is going to bless her. This, you know, God is so good. He He is just awesome. I had a day like that today, too. When I, I had something to happen today that I didn't like, and I had something that I've been struggling with a long time off and on. So today, after I dropped my husband, now you can feel free to laugh. Today, when I dropped my husband off at work, and I'm driving back home, I didn't cut the radio on or nothing, I called God on the carpet as it were. And I did the same thing. I said, Lord, why is this happening? Lord, I don't have no doors open. What So and so and so and so. I need understanding. I need to know what is going on now. And I talked and fussed and talked and fussed. And I wasn't going to even listen because, I mean, I went through a list of uh, frustrations. I went through a list. I mean, you know, he knows that I'm seeking him on a, on a certain level and I just haven't crossed over into it. But when a man is starving, he'll pretty much eat anything. So I decided to just join you guys tonight, but he sent an answer. He sent this chapter and this lesson is the answer. And you know, uh, verse six, he's asking, do you want to be made well? And that word well means sound, whole. Your soul has to be brought back in to one. You know, when we go through stuff, we splinter off, we shatter, and we go into different pieces, and they got to be brought back. So that wholeness and that soundness, that's what it means to be well. That's what that word means in the Greek. Now, as you were talking, this is what I heard it say. I first heard him say, do you want to be whole? Do you want to be sound? But then his answer is in verse 8. Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, and he took up his bed and walked. Now, I heard the Holy Spirit say, the heart of this is the fact that he listened to Jesus. He listened and he obeyed. That faith was there. And he immediately he got up. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, he's going to speak to us in a unique way. It's not going to be the same way. It's not going to be the same way. But when we hear him, rise and get up and take up your bed. Whatever it is that he tells you to do, he's going to speak. He's going to speak. And it's going to be in a unique way to each and every one of us. And when he tells you, don't question. Just do what he tells you to do. Just like at the, the wedding in Cana when they ran out of wine and Mary went and told him. And he said, it's not even my hour yet, 
But then she told the sinners, whatever he tells you to do, do it. It's going to be an instant like that. I receive that, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I receive that. See, that's the answer. He's already talking. Yes. You know, because I had a day like that. I, I, It's like, now, you know, you can't call God on the carpet. But, honey, I was driving and fussing and praying. And, I, you know, I said, I got to have some answers now. So, see, this question, this lesson tonight, that's the answer. Amen. See, he's answering. Oh, thank you, Jesus. He's so good. He's Amen. so good. I, it wasn't no V's and Zion. Honey, I'm crying. I thank God he <laughs> let the angels. I didn't run into anybody because I was crying and fussing and hollering with my windows up. If anybody looked over at me, honey, I thought this woman is crazy. Let me get away from her. But see, he answers. He yes. answers. He answers when you call. When you call out to him. And you real, that's that's the that's the operative word here. You being real, because he already know your heart. He wants you to know it. You don't know your heart. Mm-hmm. And he said it for us tonight. When he speaks, just do it. When he speaks, just move out in it. And it's gonna be something unique for each mm-hmm. and every person. I just wanted to release that because he was giving that to me as as she was ministering to the, the lady. That's a word for her, but it's a word for all of us because he's giving me my answer now through uh, uh, John 5. I know you've been in this condition. I know, but listen for me. Listen for me. Do, I'm going to tell you to do something. Don't hesitate. Don't think about it. Rise up and take up your bed and walk. Get get out of that condition. Get out. Get, Get up and get out of that condition, and he's going to speak that word. He's going to speak that unique rhema word, and not only will he speak the word, he's going to give you the grace and the empowerment to do it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. (laughs) It is so true. I found the Lord so many, so many times on the honest road, on the real road. That's where he is. God lives on the real road, the real road of what's in our heart. Every every other way that I talk is is a struggle, but when I'm just myself, I find him so easily. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Amen. So the Lord wants me to ask you all a question. What do you guys think about being honest with the Lord? Well, can I can I follow up with what you were saying? Oh yes, that was very, very helpful. Thank you so much for sharing. And I I do realize in you know as we we're looking at this that this man was trying everything in his power to do things right. And I think there's a difference between when we're like willfully disobedient and not following instructions and when we are waiting on the lord and doing even if we're not perfect in it like trying our best and hearing his instructions and then moving when we hear those instructions but but believing that during that whole time period he's going to make sure we don't fail and take us to where we need to be so i just saw that as you were sharing um but in terms of being honest I think that is 
like I, I really thank you for sharing. I resonate with that. And even in the natural, you know, I think in my marriage, um, I'm constantly asking my husband to be honest with me. And a lot of times when we have points of contention, it has to do with us trying to please each other too much. And he's trying to make me happy. So he's suffering. And that makes me angry to see him upset. <laughs> he's like, well, I was just trying to help you. And I'm like, can you just be honest with me and tell you what, tell me what you need. And then we can find a happy medium and, and work through it together. But I can't know that. And I care about you. And I, I want you to, you know, for example, make sure you eat food during the day when taking care of the kids. And that's great that you're helping watch them. But if you don't feed yourself, <laughs> that drives me crazy. And can you just be honest with me when you're hungry and we can work it out and I can take the kids for a minute. Um, and so I just thought about that even while you were talking about how the Lord loves us and wants us to be honest and genuine with him. And I, I've also been really looking at um, King David and how he was a man after God's heart. And that's something that the Lord has been um, putting on my heart to continue to research. And I, I think as you were sharing the honesty, I mean, that's everything that King David was about. Um, he didn't try to have perfect prayers and he was not a perfect man, but he was just, you know, uh, before the Lord in, in honesty and pureness and, and trusted him with his life. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. <laughs> Definitely on this journey of honesty, the Lord has brought out King David to me too. So praise God. Amen. Can I say something that it may resonate with somebody? I don't know. But in in seven, when he answered, he didn't say Lord. He didn't say Jesus. He didn't say Christ. He said, sir. So that led me to believe he wasn't aware of the person's presence he was in. And in so many times in our lives, we're not aware of the move of Christ in our lives. So then, like you said, between the weight and and what is it? The weight and the difference between the weight and the the faith. I, I forgot how she asked the question, but uh, many times he's working in us and on us, and we're not aware of the move of Christ in our life, and we're not even aware of the season that we're in. Sometimes we're not even aware of the presence we're in. So I just thought that was kind of interesting that he didn't. He didn't, he called him sir. He didn't know who he was really talking to or the power that he held. That's and that's a, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good point. We we oftentimes are not aware of what what's going on, right? <laughs> and uh, that, that was literally me today, which is why the Lord's bringing this message to us, that honesty would get us into the understanding. Because I didn't, it's like I had a, a hint of like maybe the Lord's trying to get me to rest, I think, maybe, but I'm just so in distraught that I'm just like, Lord, let this be done that I'm not even fully understanding, right? And so, yes, we are not, but when we, we are not aware of the seasons we are in always until the Lord makes us, but the way to become aware is to get on the road of honesty because mm-hmm. that's when I recognize when the Lord said to me, daughter, I'm teaching you 
how to how to fight with rest. And I've always fought, like the Lord has taught me how to fight with worship, fight with prayer, you know, fight with prayer, fight with speaking, fight with all these different things. Now he's saying, okay, I'm teaching you how to fight with rest. And that has been the hardest to me in my personal opinion. But he says, so now I know, okay, Lord, that's where I, that's what this is about. So I'm not freaking out like something like my life is in shambles, right? Because it's easy to think that when we don't understand, we'll think like, oh, this is just a mistake and my life is blowing up and everything's falling apart. But when we come into understanding, then we actually can allow the Lord to do his work in us and just walk through the difficult circumstance with more peace and rest. So honesty mm-hmm. is going to lead us into that place where we do understand what the Lord is doing in our lives because he wants us to do. He wants us to know that, like he says, you're my friends, right? I'm not going to hide anything from you guys, but I'm going to actually bring you into the understanding because I call you friends. You're no longer servants. Right. the Lord. Yes. And when we have friends, we're, we at least hopefully we are honest with our friends. But that's it. <laughs> That's what friendship is supposed to be about, a safe space for you to be honest and just be yourself, right? And that's what our friendship with the Lord is, is like, honesty and being ourselves. So, Right. Anyone else want to share a comment or ask a question? I, I do. You know, like when you're saying to be honest, I mean, honest, you know, and I try to be honest with him, but a lot of times I just feel like um, – I wanna. I I don't want to speak to him like. I hesitate sometimes because I feel like I don't want to um, disrespect him, you know, because he's my father and I'm just supposed to accept whatever is going on in my life. Sometimes, because I feel like if I don't, I'm just complaining about everything, and I don't want to just be complaining about things, especially like my my pain that I like that, that I continue to suffer out, you know, constantly. No matter how much I pray, no matter how much I ask him, no matter how much I feel like I really believe and I'm trusting for complete healing, I'll tell him, oh, Lord, if maybe it's not now, I'll be healed completely when I get to heaven. You know, that's, a, that's because I, I remember what he told, when he told Peter that, in part, I think it's part anyway, about that. Um, when he's complaining, you know, saying about his pain, he says it's, suffi- it's sufficient, you know, that he doesn't have to... Um, he doesn't have to take it away from him, you know. Because sometimes I feel like maybe he just wants me to have this so I could, I don't know for what reason, but I just feel like it doesn't go away. It continues to add more and get more, worse things, and then other things start coming in my mind, like, well, is it this? You know, is it this? And I start thinking, like, it's a different kind of worse thing that I'm having, you know. And, and I try not to think about those kind of things, so I just try to take it off my mind and just continue on and just thanking him and praising him and not even bringing it up, trying not to bring it up to him, even though I'm feeling it, and I'm just like, I just don't know what to do. So the Lord wants, wants me to encourage you, Josie, exactly how you started off right now when you, first, when you started talking is how he wants you to start off talking to him. Father, you know, I, I actually I have a hard time, how are you said in your words, but I have a hard time just, you know, being honest with you because I don't want to disrespect you. Like, I feel like if I really express how I really feel, that I'm going to be disrespecting you. And if I, and if I disrespect you, I feel like this is going to happen. You know, like, let that be your launching pad for going forward in your intimate, honest conversation with your father. Because 
as you start there, that's a true feeling. But he wants you to, instead of expressing that here per se, he wants you to go to him directly, face him directly, and say those words. Because that's a true feeling in your heart. That's a little bit of a, it can be a fear, right? It can be a little bit of, you know, it's, it's also respect, but it can be fear. Like, well, I'm afraid to talk to you in this manner. And then as you say that, then you can say because of this and this. And also, when this has happened in the time past, this is what happened to me. And then also, this is what happened that time. And then also, I have this issue that I'm going through right now. And da 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 Whatever that may be for you, right? But he just wants me to encourage you, let that, what you just said, be your launching pad. Because as you express that to him honestly, you're actually going to come to see that you really have more things in your heart to say to the Lord. And he doesn't want you to hold back. He, he and the Lord out of everyone, out of everyone that in this whole world, universe, whatever, he is the only one who can truly handle our quote-unquote wrath and not mm-hmm. be used. Mm-hmm. He is the only one who we can give mm-hmm. our wrath to, and he will never change. He will always be God of love. He's the only one that we can, so to, so to speak, punch, and he will still remain in love towards us. We punched Jesus, and Jesus still loved us. Look at the cross. We hit Jesus. We whipped Jesus. Jesus got fed on all these different things, and he still never changed. So your words to your father of what is truly in your heart, Josie, will not change his love towards you. It will not change his character. His character will remain the same. His love will remain the same, and he will still see you the way that he sees you now because of Christ Jesus, not because you say the perfect prayer. So be encouraged, be honest. Make that your starting point with your father. And he knows her heart. Okay. He knows that she that she loves him. He he knows he knows her heart better than she knows her own heart. And he knows the motive of her heart. And he knows why everything. He knows everything. So he wants you to say what's on your heart. Because he already knows. And you're going to be set free. You're going to be set free. When you release those words, you release those emotions, you release the fear, you release the frustration. See, it's in, it's in the release. It's in acknowledging that you feel this way. And then you're saying it. You're actually freeing yourself because that's how the kingdom of God works. Words are what's negotiable. So that's why it's so important to get those words out there. But then again, after you say what you have to say, then you got to listen. You got to listen for instruction. See, even if if he tells you to rest, you got to hear him tell you that because he may tell us different things to do. The strategies may be different. It may be different. It may not be the same for each in every one of us, but listening, we have to listen for him. And, and the word of God promises us in John sixteen thirteen, you know, that uh, the Holy Spirit, he's going to tell us the words of the father, what the father is saying back to us. And he's going to show us what's, what's to come. So God is right there 
waiting for you to engage him by faith. He knows your heart. He knows your, this is where I was saying your soul is in pieces. And what he wants to do when he speaks to you, when he comforts you by the Holy Spirit, is going to bring that wholeness. That's why he asks, do you want to be, do you want to be brought into oneness again? Do you want to be whole again? Do you want to be sound again? Or do you want to still be uh, splintered and in pieces? And you're trying to pull yourself together and you can't do that. But we have to listen for what it is. We we can't even enter into rest unless we hear his voice. He leads us to the still waters. He leads us and causes us to lie down. But that's because we know the voice of our shepherd. He has to give us direction. He has to tell us where to go. He has to tell us where to lie down. He has to tell us where those still waters are. So we we have to listen. That's the most important thing. And then whatever he tells you to do, like he told that man, this is powerful. And I thank God for letting me hook up with you guys tonight because he's giving me an answer through this teaching. He's saying that he's going to speak. I hope you all understand what I'm trying to relate to you. And I guess that's why I keep coming on because the Holy Spirit is trying to get this over to you that he's going to tell you what to do. He's going to tell you to take up your bed. And as soon as you hear his voice, do it. I have to repeat that again. Mm-hmm. I hope you understand because this is something, if you, if, you, if you receive it, if you receive it, then it's going to happen. If, if you don't receive it, it's not going to happen. So that mm-hmm. depends on your, your receptivity and your level of faith. But, you know, he's very intentional He's very, God is very, very intentional. And, and, you know, this, this message is that he's trying to get us out of the condition that we, we find ourselves in, you know, and it has us, you know, lying down and he wants us to continually be moving forward and upward toward him. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen. That does help. Okay. Thank you. And just to add in there, the Lord is saying, Josie, as you give him your heart, he's going to give you back his heart. Amen. I, I believe that. I mean, that's some, sometimes when I, I know that when he told me why he's healed me, you know, I, I, I've heard him when he told me he's already healed me, he touched me. But then when I start feeling the pain, and I don't want to be like negative that I'm feeling the pain, I'm just trying to change. It's not there because you've healed me, and I know that you've healed me. <laughs> I'm like, what, you know, what it is. That's why, I, like you said, I just got to talk to him and be honest with him and tell him, if you healed me, then why am I still feeling all this pain? Amen. Be honest. That is the way. Yes, amen. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Can I add one quick thing? Yeah. Um, kind of similar to what you're saying, Josie, there's, a, you know, area where I have felt like I shouldn't keep bringing it up or shouldn't keep dwelling on it because I feel like I'm not putting God first and might be exalting this above him. And the Lord told me, I was like, Lord, I, I'm sorry I keep obsessing about this. And 
he told me to bring him into my obsession. <laughs> He's like, oh, you can obsess about this and you should obsess about this, but you should obsess about it with me. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so instead of pretending like, oh, I don't desire this in my life and I just desire you, God, and I don't want anything else and I'm so content. And he was just sharing me, it's, it's okay to be like, I'm thinking about this again. <laughs> And, and how do I get through this? And what's the next step? And, and now there's a new scenario that's coming my way. And how do I, how do I tackle it this time? Um, and, and just kind of bringing him into that obsession and, and thinking about it with him. Amen. And even as Amanda was saying that, it's like the Lord was reminding me, like when we don't really share our heart, you know, or bring the Lord into circumstances, what we're doing is actually hiding the enemy. We're like, we're, we're abiding in the darkness, like darkness being, you know, the frustration, the, the lies, the deception, the unbelief. Like when we don't allow those things to be seen, we don't bring them into the light, we're actually abiding in the darkness. And God wants us to abide in his light, for there in his light is true freedom, is true, is true rest, is true peace, right? He doesn't want us to hide anything from him or anything in our heart that is not of him because then that's when the enemy can lurk and, and speak lies and false things and all these different things to us, and that's just only going to bring destruction. So when we expose the enemy and we bring that darkness to the light, that light of God will always overpower that darkness. The love of God will always overpower our frustration. The love and light of God will always, always overpower the lies that we believe, the unbelief that we may have agreed with. It will always overpower it. But the only way is for us to give and bring it to the light. We have to bring it to the light. And that's where honesty is and comes into play. We got to bring our frustrations and unbelief and all these things that we just don't understand, our lack of understanding, to the light of God. Exposing it in front of each other, exposing it in front of our Father, and living in that manner at all times. Amen. And so, you guys, that's the message today. That's the message today. That's what I know the Lord told me it wasn't going to be a long message. But what he said to me, he said, um, when I said, um, like, well, what, do you want your, what do you want your people to walk away with? He said, I want my people to walk away saying, okay, I can be honest with my Lord so he can lead me into rest. And again, he said, I want my people to walk away saying, I can, okay, I can be honest with my Lord so he can lead me into rest. Amen. 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 It's so funny you mentioned that last part, Takiyah, because before you even went into like, okay, Lord, I literally like sat up straight, if that makes any sense, um, and was like, okay, Lord, I'm going to I'm gonna say these ugly things. I'm going to say and share whatever it is on my heart, you know, that's been bothering me or troubling me um, and just, yeah, keeping it real. And I love yeah. that God allowed you to just say, exposing those negative, dark, ugly things so that his light 
can shine on it. I, I really love that because yeah, the enemy will have us staying in that place, shut in that darkness and then pity party and all that other stuff just come through. So no, praise God for this message. I really praise God. Praise the Lord. I do too. Thank you. Great message. Amen. Thank you so much. Regina, would you mind praying us out? Are you still with us? Yeah. Father, we just thank you and praise you for your word. We thank and praise you for your wisdom. We just praise that the kids had the strength to say yes and came on and did a wonderful job. Uh, and that we will all walk away with, the, let's be honest with the Lord in all things, not just how we, how, not just how we see things, but how we feel things, how we perceive and how we receive things, Father God. And just become, just be honest before you. You already know everything. You know everything that we've done, everything that we said. You even know the hairs on our head. You know everything about us. Like Hazel was saying, he knows our heart. So we just thank you for this message tonight. And I pray that everybody really, um, Start just asking themselves, what have I not been honest with? I feel that I've given everything. What have I kept to myself? What am I not honest about? So we can get to the root of what is holding us back. And like she said, let the light of the Lord shine on it so he can fix us from the crown of our head to the soles of our feet. I just thank you for everybody who's received a release tonight and for those of us who will receive a release later. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Be blessed, you all. Have a great Amen. night. Bye. Bye-bye. If God is building top quality faith in your life through this ministry, we pray that you will partner with us by giving. You can visit our website, tqfm.org. Also, remember to subscribe for more messages like this.